0: still not around and it looks like you need a little bit of a break so I'll take over from here plus them wolves down there they're getting rowdy you you gotta go take care of them alright so the way Teddy tells it he was stuck in this room in this little bed and breakfast run by this little old lady and what who am I you know who I am. I, I'm Tal. You, y'all come to me all the time for gadgets. Don't just, just, just hold on, okay? Just, we'll figure this out later. Let's let me finish telling the story. So this little old lady runs a nice bed and breakfast in the middle of Marie and Teddy comes running in, hiding from everybody. You know, imagine this six foot tall half elf hiding from <laughs> yeah, eggs. <laughs> anyway. A little while later, everyone gets to the, gets to the party, and they hear this big old stomping. Big, big lady rolling down the streets decked out in armor. Big blue lady. You know, um, Tempe, the one that brings Dan in his, uh, special holly?
1: Hey,
0: no, don't, don't give him grief about that. We don't judge. We're, we're adults. Oh, come on. Anyway, moving on. Tempe shows up and she calls out a sigh. So let's uh, let's get everyone placed. Um, we're all kind of in and around the cozy clam. Um, I
1: forgot that was the name of the fucking bread and breakfast. <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's bowel. <laughs> it, some god is going to punish you for that. <laughs>
2: I don't think you understand what the problem is. <laughs> it's a, it's a place to sleep? Nice, warm,
0: tucked away. Hey, okay, uh, you guys, you guys fucking started it with the wormy's tit. Come on now. <laughs> you named that too, didn't you? I did nope. not.
3: That was me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that was that was me. Shots fired. That's fair. <laughs> anyway nathan you were starting a game
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh teddy you are
1: i think i'm in a upstairs. closet yeah, yeah you are
0: upstairs in a room in a closet in the Closet clam uh eggs you are upstairs banging on doors looking for teddy yep um
1: you, you just banged on this one but <laughs> through an excellent performance check Teddy was able to <gasps> escape detection.
3: You bastard. i yep. just
1: like to point that out. <laughs> For posterity.
0: <laughs> uh, and Kamara, you have just exited the um, the neighborhood cleric's uh, house, I guess. Um, and are down the street from the cozy clam. Uh, and you see this large Praetorian kind of looking woman uh, Janassi standing outside the main door Sai and Danon I believe you guys were headed out to meet her Mm -hmm.
2: I believe so and I'm like they don't see me at this point right
0: no you are a a good ways a good distance away so
2: I would like to try to get closer without being seen
0: okay Uh, then roll me a stealth check
2: I will do that thing. Uh, well, that is a twelve.
0: Okay. Um, I would say that you, uh, based on the fact that they're kind of, uh, sort of, uh, focused on each other, they right. probably don't notice you right away uh, as you kind of make your way up the street towards them. Okay, perfect. And a sigh. Tempe has sort of called you out from the bed and breakfast. How do you respond?
4: Asai makes her way to Tempe, determination in her stormy white eyes.
0: Okay. Uh, And she... uh, And as you walk out, so you see her um, standing there with her giant spear in her hand and one arm sort of resting on the helmet that she generally wears, uh, which is sort of attached to her it's uh, like a belt loop kind of thing. Um, and she just kind of grins a little bit and uh, and says, It's nice to see you, but uh, I think I think you should probably come with me.
4: For what reason should I come with you?
0: Uh, and she kind of looks around and and she says, well, There are rumors going around that someone's daughter is dredging up information that might look, uh, might make our families look bad. I, uh, and she kind of stops and she thinks about it for a second. She says, I'm looking out for all of us. Um, and <clears throat> she kind of like has these like shifty eyes looking like not directly looking at you but looking like she's looking for someone um, there are people who might be interested in using the information that you are running around looking for specific pieces of information against our families
4: I think my family and myself should be the ones to determine what's best for us. I appreciate you trying to look out for us.
0: Uh, and... She says, Okay. That's all well and good. Uh... I just figured... You may be interested in... And she kind of, she kind of smirks a little bit and she says, maybe some of the, uh, hidden prophecies. Um, and she grabs her helmet and puts it on. Asai, you grew up hearing the prophecies as bedtime stories. You and your sisters would all cuddle up in bed as your mother vividly wove the ancient stories, illustrating them with her magic and songs. It wasn't until later that you realized that people actually believed these things would happen, and that Cilandra was at the very heart of many of them. But the one thing that does maybe resonate with you is the fact that she mentions the hidden prophecies. Cilandra always hinted that maybe there was more than what your mother, mother and father had let on, but you just thought she was teasing you.
4: Aside, turns to Dan, you should probably keep looking for Teddy. I'm going to see what this is about
5: yeah, man, I'll keep my eyes open. And I want to do a quick scan to see if I can see anything that might lead me to Teddy. On that Um. note,
1: I would like to propose of some things that were going on while that was happening outside. Sure. Teddy has a quick, quick uh, thinking spree. If you could see his face from inside the closet, you can tell that it's hard. Um, Yep. Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> but it's
2: like one plus one. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> the- <laughs> There's a lot of different
1: flasks that just float through there randomly. Yeah. Zero <laughs> equals zero. <laughs>
5: oh,
1: fuck it. And he gets out of the closet and he walks over to the door and he opens it and he goes,
3: Eggs! Eggs! Eggs was on the other side of the hall. Daddy! come in the room, quick, shut the door. I sc- sc- scuttle in the room.
1: Yeah, Alright, look, I know I had you there with my fantastic vocal performance, but <clears throat> um, <clears throat> seems like some shit's going down here, uh, and I would like to propose that rather than me just zip out, you and me zip out together, and we go and do the thing, because if we're gonna do that, though, we gotta do that like now, while the big lady's still outside. Mm,
3: okay, mm, one, one point of order, and then one question.
1: All right, I can do. I can do two. Yes, go two
3: things real quick. One, I'll do the question first. What the fuck are we doing? And two, you might have fooled me, but I just thought you had a lover in here or something. I thought you were getting down, so it's all good. That's Anyways, fair. what the fuck are we doing?
1: Uh, all right, look. So I, I, to put it bluntly, like I, I just don't know that Salandra is the most objective uh, investigator on this matter, based on on the stuff that I think we already kind of know. And before I like, you know, I'm like, "Hey, uh, your family, ooh, maybe shady, sacrificing people, not great." I at least want to be like, "And here's <clears throat> great podcasting." I at least want to be like, "All right, well, here's how I think that, and here's some evidence and information and stuff, so we can still be friends." Mm,
3: evidence, evidence, I like. Mm. Do you want me to try to cover our tracks as we leave?
1: Uh yeah, here let me just and Teddy's gonna look out the window real quick to see if Tempe is still there. I hope not.
0: You look out the window and you see Asai and Tempe walking down the road.
1: And Dan is just standing outside. <laughs>
2: yep yeah. uh, I think probably uh, Kamara is approaching Dan and like Dan, what what was what was all of that about?
5: Oh yeah, her over there. Oh yeah, that's Asai, man. That's like uh, Salandra's sister.
1: But that's
2: all you see out the windows. Is, 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 uh, Kamara approaching him.
1: So oh yeah, as you slink out of the shadows. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh shit! And Kamara's <laughs> there too. Well, you know what, Eggs? I feel like why don't we just, you know, maybe this this went a little too far on Teddy's part. Why don't we just go ahead and grab them, and I can just tell everybody what what I got in what what I got in mind. Okay. I, they got a real good uh, real good bar downstairs and it smelled like the food was real good too. So we can just like sit down in the cozy clam for a while.
2: Mm. I'm, I'm honestly
1: impressed. I didn't think y'all were going to check here just based on the name alone. I, I, I really thought y'all were going to see that and be like, no, mm-mm, no, I, not checking. I, nope.
3: That, mm, mm, dude. And I just go downstairs. <laughs> All right.
1: So um, <laughs> Teddy will go downstairs and open the front door to Dan and Gamora outside. Hey! Oh,
5: hello, hello, Teddy. Hey, Cora. Hey, man, we were looking for you.
1: I found him. You got, yeah, you got here. Congratulations! Uh, I'm alive. You're alive. Yeah, wonderful. How are you feeling? Quite well, thank you. Great. That's what we wanted to hear. All right. Well, why don't y'all come on in and let's sit down and maybe have like some brunch, and and I can tell you what I got in mind here. We can give everybody the whole information plan. I maybe went a little too far. I'm a going rogue there.
2: That seems... I'm famished. Let's do this.
1: Yes. Uh, and we'll go in and get breakfast at the... We'll do the breakfast part of the bed and breakfast. I'm not saying the name again. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. i proprietor. Now, how cozy are your clams?
1: Uh, oh, God. I'd like to know... <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: are they quite cozy? Okay, thank you. That's
1: this is gonna be one of those sessions, <laughs> the, isn't it? The, this is gonna
0: be one of those. <laughs> the, the the old lady that's running the place is like, well, your friend was just up in the room. They're those gigantic clam, clam beds.
1: It was pretty cozy. Wonderful.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> that is all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no more clam talk.
1: All right, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna just base something. You're clamming off up? Are we? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> my hands are getting clammy.
5: Uh. Oh god, no! Uh. <laughs> really had to muscle that one out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my
1: god!
5: Oh, you gotta oh, really pearl it apart.
1: Okay. No. All, All right. 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 No, right. You yeah, we can. we right. killed it. I took it In too far. In game and I'm sorry.
3: realistically, if I had the materials, Eggs is actually drinking as many Bloody Marys as her tiny body can fit.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, this is a bed and breakfast. All right. Look, I, based on classless carriage experience, let's just skip ordering breakfast. That takes way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I remember that episode yeah uh, oh man it goes on for like 20 minutes Um uh, but anyway let's just it was that damn yak cheese i shouldn't have said yak cheese um all right we get <laughs> breakfast it's how is it it's good i assume yeah I i'm
0: know. just gonna say it's delicious all right um great. are you guys discussing things over breakfast then that's so yes
1: you're... yeah okay that's the plan <laughs> all right um, so Teddy's first starts off. So first of all, I would love to know how you found me so fast because I I really tried to cover my tracks real well.
3: I just put my hand up in the air.
1: Yes, eggs.
3: No, that was it. Was me. I didn't have a question.
1: It was oh. me. Yes. That was I you. the scent you? That's of what I'm saying. Yeah.
3: Booze and three days worth of sweat.
5: Oh. I can also turn into a wolf, man. That was pretty. Helpful. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that would
1: do it. Uh, I was
2: just
5: sleeping, so I don't know.
1: Okay, well, to catch you up to speed, Teddy had a little runaway there for a little bit, but I'm I'm good now.
5: Ted, man, this is getting pretty wild. Maybe we should go talk to Salandra about all of this. Honestly, look, I'm
1: just going to lay it all on the table. Uh, I, I don't know that... I don't know how objective everyone... I'm just going to be straight up. Slandra going to be when it's her parents that seem to be maybe involved in this. And so I thought that I would sneak away and do a little like solo investigating so that maybe I could come back and be like, Hey, uh, so here's what I got. And if you know, like it's nothing, I can be like, I'm sorry. I ran away. Just got too drunk. Um, but if it was something I would prefer to like retouch that argument with some kind of foundation on it, because like, that's some serious shit. And like I don't want to be a dick. <clears throat> so that was my plan. But well, I didn't really have time. I, I kinda got like one step of the way and then they they, they got here. It's been like four one hours step, maybe. One step of the it way. was <laughs> Yeah, I got like a little bit into the plan and and now that has all come a tumbling <laughs> down.
2: Well perhaps the Sarandor, uh, Lady Solandra will not be as uh Fooled by her parents as you think she is. Maybe we should trust her and bring her into the loop.
5: Oh, yeah, man. Maybe a psi can help us convince her.
1: I I just want to be clear. I really, really hope that I'm wrong. I want to say that, like, up front. I would love to walk out of this and be like, nope, it was these completely other people that have yet to be named. Because, like, I I don't want to do that to nobody. Especially not somebody that I appreciate spending time with.
2: Okay. We can... We can go about it without Sylvandra. I don't know where she went anyway.
1: All right. Well, so here's what I got. And Teddy pulls out that list. I don't... What was the name of the only victim remaining that we talked to? Oh, uh, Crystal Frost Reef. Okay, I'm writing it down this time. (laughs) Crystal what? Frost Reef.
5: I'm still looking for that stuff, man. Nobody's told me who's got it.
1: Dannon, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm real good at talking to people in bars. And as soon as we have an actual opportunity, I will help you find that shit. But just we got
3: Dannon a piece of the crystal genasi that I got. Mm, you can start with this.
5: I mean, close enough, I guess, man. And Dannon puts it in the pocket inside his shirt.
2: I feel like maybe while I was frozen, I missed some things. Um,
5: yeah. All right. Recap, Look, possibly. Yeah. Um,
1: I think that's in order. So uh, as I understand it. All right. I'm going to do my best to actually give as much of a recap. as I remember Nathan, please correct me when I'm wrong. Cause Teddy, I okay. think would actually remember. Um, so we got called here to investigate these missing persons. Mm-hmm. And when we got here, you were unconscious and the rest of us reported in to Salander's parents who were kind of the big hoi polloi of the town. And, uh, they were nice, but eggs and I kind of dipped out. Cause when we walked in, they were talking about humans. Well, maybe not human, but sacrificing folks,
4: killing people,
1: killing people. Yeah. And it sounded real bad. Oh, so cool. we just kind of left. Yeah. And uh, then they went and talked to the only surviving victim, this Crystal Frost Reef lady, and she kind of told them that she remembered somebody in like priest outfit, like high priest outfit, and um, Salandra's parents are like the high priests or something. Um, so yeah, I'm, I just kind of got all squirrely about the situation and, and bolted, um, trying to do a little little Batman and heard a story once. Never mind, it's a different different conversation um
3: different plane but, apparently oh
5: yeah i knew that guy he lived three caves over <laughs> uh, oh that was he smelled real weird though yeah he kind of got
1: that guano he said about him
5: um <laughs> yeah man that's the one do you know him
1: yeah i think he he stayed a few nights in the tunnel rat when his cave got flooded but we'll talk about this later <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, and now you're kind of caught up to speed. All right, Nathan, okay. how did I do? Yep, that that was good. Yes! Ten out okay. of ten, Steve.
2: Then how do we, what's the next uh, investigation point? So what should we do next?
1: I got this uh, list of locations from Miss from Frost Reef when I visited her by myself. <clears throat> and I take that out. Because, right, she gave me that list. Mm-hmm. And yep. So, my proposal is that we visit some of these locations, and um, I know none of the three of y'all are familiar with this, but um, my, and he points at his eye, his special eye. Quite
2: disturbing,
1: <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> yes, the, the apparently very disturbing one. Look, it's, it's not just for cosmetic purposes. I just, it's easier for me to explain it if we just go to one of these places.
2: Okay, I'll follow you. I'm into it.
1: Danon? way, man, anyway, so I'm gonna say we all go and then probably we'll go we'll come back to that and what are these locations yep. supposed to be? These are where the victims were taken okay their last known locations
3: scene of the crime
1: exactly mm. yep
0: yes okay
1: <laughs> uh yeah, all right,
0: so you guys exit you I will pay whatever
1: away? bill I need to on the way out
0: all right <laughs> sounds good. Uh yeah, so the the lady just asks for it basically uh um a couple silver of your uh I'll give
1: her basically. five gold pieces, just just move
0: <laughs> she, on. She just kinda like okay, thank you, and like stuffs it in her pocket and kind of waddles off. Um
1: Who counts their silver and copper? What kind of monster do you monsters. take me for? <laughs> You're gonna tell me to track experience points next day? <laughs>
0: Uh, I am now. Oh, no. (laughs) What have I done? Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Alright, so you guys uh, exit uh, the Cozy Clam. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Chef Night. It's our 29th episode. Uh, So first off, we don't have a lot for you, so we're just going to get right into the... Folks who made this season possible. So first off, uh, Steve and Jack from Classless Characters. We've got Hallie from Small Terrible and a Dragonborn, uh, who also does slam banners on the weekends with Steve. Uh, if you guys are interested, you can go out and check them at on Twitch. Uh, Small Terrible and a Dragonborn, uh, as well as thank you very much to. Jared from the Proficient with Skulls podcast. Uh, you can check those guys out wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. They've also started streaming. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be going on from week to week, but keep an eye out for them. Uh, they might be doing a little more live stuff, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, last but not least, thank you to Josie, who did our theme music, and again to Jack, who supplied his own theme music for Dannon. It's, uh, it's a great piece, and we're happy that he was able to do that for us. But uh, that's about it. Thank you guys again for listening. Thanks for coming around. Thanks for making the show what it is. Your next episode is going to be out in two weeks on June 4th. Holy crap, it's already getting to the summer. Anyway, guys, we'll let you get back to the main course. Stay safe and have fun out there. back to Asai and Tempe. Uh, Tempe is leading you to the Tide Crasher Spire. She, as she's sort of like leading you, she's not really saying anything, um, but as you guys get closer to the entrance of her spire, she takes off her, her helmet, clips it to her belt, and turns around with a big smile and says, and we are here. Um, We should be able to have a private conversation without any prying eyes or ears. Um, And she leads you up to uh, her place of residence. You've been here before, having often played with the other Spire children, but somehow it looks smaller than it did before. The four main families kind of all were in all of the spires they were all very close and considering that she would sort of be at about the same level as salandra when it comes to taking over the family and uh in that family hierarchical level you guys probably will have you know know each other relatively now uh well so uh Tell me And what are these as you guys sort of, like, enter okay. uh, enter her room, there are, like, papers all over her desk. And she says, well, when people started going missing in our city, often the prophecies that are reserved only for your family uh, to be heard uh, and to be known... Um, Some of us uh, got a little worried. Uh, We understand that, as is based on a relationship, we know that your family is not the kind to suddenly abduct people randomly. Um, But there was rumors of a prophecy that may have been withheld. Whether that was because um, it wasn't time for Celandra to know. Uh, or because other things were afoot.
4: I heard Celandra and my parents talking about the frost beefs. Um, do you think that could have something to do with it? She this? kind of
0: scratches her head a little bit and she says, uh, Well, considering many of our. Um, Frost Brethren have been the ones that have been gone missing it quite it may quite very well be
4: as I study she her doesn't looking look for like she is lying Enemy to you at all away. from what
0: you can tell she is being as honest as she knows that she can be and so she uh, she offers you a seat um, and starts suffling, shuffling through, through papers at her desk and she picks up one one paper and like has this big grin on her face and she's aha i've got it i got it you see this relatively large parchment that kind of has a bit of a tear down the side and on the parchment you see um you see this symbol on it it is a perfect circle with a long line erupting from the north and two lines on the uh heading from the circle to the southeast and the southwest um it almost looks like a little bit of a sun with some rays coming out of it she hands it to you and she says have you ever seen this before
4: This kind of looks like the symbol that was given to Solandra after she was initiated, the one that's on her uh, forehead. And she and looks at least half of it, anyways.
0: Uh, and she says, "Oh, uh, it looks like... Hmm, it looks very, f- very similar." Um, and around this symbol, there are there is an inscription, and there is uh, a relatively it it kind of has it's a relatively detailed prophecy, but. The main gist of it is written at the um, uh, is written basically at the the top of the page, um, and the inscription reads: uh, "When the cycle is complete, when four handlers become eight, and the third totem stands, the storms will clash, and the material will be raised." woe to the roving storm if they be unprepared for the lord's wrath.
4: That sounds strangely familiar. And she says... Like something from a dream.
0: uh, There are concerns um, that some of the other families um, and just to give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of insight. Um, you might, you would, you would probably know this, but, uh, she says there are concerns that with the gray giving up their post, um, among the nobles, um, Sully, uh, so Sully is the, he is currently the head of, or, or should have been the head of the gray Um, and he gave up that station and control of the family of the uh, to, to Tempe um, so she runs the city guard for her father but is still also a general in the military um, and she says <clears throat> with the Greywaters taking a step back from their station there have been rumors that possibly the Riftbinder family, the mages, um, want to do away with uh, our lord, Um, and it's quite possible that they are trying to use your family to achieve those means. and she my, says my
4: father he'd, he'd never stand for that
0: I she says is that is also why your father would be the perfect person to manipulate to ensure these goals happen
4: what evidence of this do you have i going to rush in and start pointing at fingers at this point I, need I don't have any proof
0: um, but knowing your father like you and I do this sacrificial treatment of people doesn't seem his type. We know that he serves the Stormlord, and he serves the people. No.
4: If what you're saying is true, then I don't even want to imagine, but but these outsiders, they they might actually be able to help us. Listen, Sal's friends are already suspicious of all this, but their hearts are in the right place. They want to help us get to the bottom of this. I know that it's your job to protect us, but they are not the enemy here. So please, let them continue the research.
0: <laughs> and she laughs, the more and she help says, we can get this, the better. I will ensure that they are not hurt. <laughs> and, uh, she, and she says, you know what? I will, I will ensure that the message is passed down. Um. until then uh, would it be and, and she kind of stops for a second and she says I don't know Um, I don't know if it would be pertinent for us to be at the temple Um, to maybe investigate matters on our own where we can be without people looking at us weird um but I will leave that up to you.
4: I'm going and to she kind of like gives you this And I'm going look. to find out these answers.
0: Could you draw the rune that's on your sister's forehead?
4: Asai picks up the quill and starts drawing a half circle with a couple rays out of it. As if someone had cut the original sigil in half. This, this is what it looks like.
0: Well, it doesn't look like that anymore.
4: What does this mean?
0: I honestly don't know, but it doesn't sound very good. Here, you you can take this with you. Ah, uh, you'll see that I'm I'm not lying. I've I've seen it firsthand. Something's changed. If you need my assistance, um or, if I find any information, uh, I will find you. Otherwise, please call me if you need help.
4: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Alright, other guys. And
4: leaves to go find her family. Uh, where
0: do we end up? <laughs> uh, so, you guys are still in, obviously, the Foundation quarter. So, you were kind of in the center, uh, mm. dead center of it. All right, um, right. So, you end up Kind of on the eastern side, uh, where most of the residential area is. So, like, where a lot of the people are just kind of living in like cluster housing.
1: Okay. All right. I really, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. As you were talking, I really just wanted to interrupt and go. You're a residential area, but I, (laughs) I, I felt important to share after the fact. Um, all right. Is there an address reasonably close to here? Can can we pay someone to tell us if there's an address reasonably close to here?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you uh, when you kind of walk into the into the main little like residential area, there's a small uh-huh. marketplace, um, and there are people just kind of like almost like that small town vibe. Like most people look like they know each other. Uh-huh. Um, so you could probably go up to any of the shopkeep's Uh, whatever
1: you want okay Um, so I oh this is going to be so dumb Um, everyone's about to make fun of me for what Teddy which shop Teddy goes to so I want to find a shop where I can buy a badge just any kind that I can use like it doesn't have to be it could be a child's toy at this point but I need something damn it I, like a star brooch and I will figure out something to put on it. I need a badge.
0: Okay. And so, I'm
1: amazed that someone hasn't said badges. We don't need no stinking badges. I'm disappointed in the <laughs> entire room. So yes, a child gives us <laughs> his first <laughs> magic kit. Uh, so, okay, five. so
0: you see this, this guy And he's got this relatively large booth. And it is Mm -hmm. absolutely covered in junk. And he's like, he's this stout little, like this stout Janassi with a giant beard and like this gut kind of hanging out. And Mm -hmm. you know that this guy's probably got a million pieces of something. Mm -hmm. That he doesn't need Mm -hmm. Um, Right 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 And so you look and you definitely see that Like um, That little like that little badge And that little like First magic kit And you see Like three uh, You see three little Green and black Like brackish cubes And you see a bunch of like gold like just like really random shit, but like the gold looks weird. It's mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. not stuff that you're familiar with. Um, but there's there's a shit ton of things there, and it is basically junk to him.
1: All right. Um, I kind of want to know more about them weird gold pieces, but uh, I will pick up the magic kit.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Hey friend, how much for the um, for this whatever?
0: <laughs> uh, and he's
1: like. Um, uh, I don't know, like a gold. And yeah, speaking of gold, what are these weird? What are these? And he points at the gold things. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, took him
0: off uh, a fire genasi like three or four years ago. Um, yeah, fuck might. it.
1: How much for the weird <laughs> gold things? Uh, uh
0: I don't know, like five gold. How about
1: three? Mm. Four. Deal. All right. Five gold <laughs> total for all of it. Uh, okay. And thank you kindly for your business. Um, now, could you also do me one favor? Do, are any of these places around here? Uh, we're, we're trying to find any of these places. And I hand him, the. I, I show him the list. I definitely don't hand it to him. I show him the list.
0: Uh, he looks at it and he says, "Oh yeah, um, these are." And he kind of stops and thinks. Uh, and he points, like a little ways down, uh, down the road to your, uh, to your left. And he says, "Go left from here. Uh, hang left at your first intersection. Uh, go two blocks, and you will see." um well I mean this house this house and this house uh they're all like boarded up or you know got people guarding them
1: yeah we're um, out of town investors we're uh you know trying to see if what we can do with some of these like older properties to try to bring in some different folks to the city oh okay well you know what you're you're gonna be able to find these places as soon as you hit
0: them uh at least there's gonna be a guard posted or there's gonna be a a sign blocking blocking these doors
1: all right great well uh thank you kindly uh here's an extra gold just for your lovely help and uh you have a great day and teddy will walk back to the group all right perfect and relay the directions because i do that um
0: okay perfect (laughs) yeah
1: all right uh also quick aside to everybody else and teddy will pull the badge out of the magic kit (laughs) what does it look like nathan
0: Uh, so it is a, like an emerald green, um, circular badge that looks like it has sort of like pieces of coral kind of coming out of it. Uh, and like a five point star on it.
2: Can I see any, um, guards around the marketplace?
0: Uh, roll me perception check.
2: Why do you make me do perception when she's so bad at it?
0: Because you asked the question. Everything
2: is perception. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 16.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so you you don't see any more guards than what would generally be normal for like a marketplace. Well, what I'm looking um, for is,
2: do they have a similar badge? Or is this thing that he's got just like just um, some random thing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, like you, what you see is, um, there. So is it in the shape
1: of a star or is it in like a shield? Is it like a, like an old tiny ship? Okay, shield and star. Um, I'm going to interject here real quick. And so Teddy is going to whip out his paints. Okay. Um, and we are about to make this a little bit more appropriate. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to describe the design that I have in mind. So first of all, I'm going to paint the whole thing gold. Mm-hmm. That should not be hard to do. Like, so, all right, let me imagine how, let me describe how this goes. The circle itself is white, right? Mm-hmm. But then you've got like a D that's like filled in. So it's like two thirds of the circle. Okay. And then where like in the middle of the whole design would be like uh, a sun kind of. But like the side in the black D would be white, and the side in the white would be black, for the oracle. I'm gonna draw it. I'm gonna draw it, and it's gonna make so much more sense, y'all. I'm making a badge for the darkers right now, and this is gonna be my official credential.
5: That was a pretty. Can we just go through his building now?
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) I just want to go investigate. Like we're well to
1: sorry out. yeah we're gonna go investigate but like they never send me with papers or nothing and and i do have some kind of like council authority to do this kind of shit and generally in my experience things are easier when you at least got a badge i mean hell when the law would come in they'd show the badge and people would clear out so it's at least a step in the right direction that's exactly it i'm like trying to figure out some way to make myself seem at least a little more legit I mean, I can roll for that if you want for all the (laughs) painting.
0: I mean, if you're just if you're uh, if you're just making it like look like whatever as more of a distraction, then nope, I'm gonna let this happen.
1: I mean, you don't have to roll for it. (laughs) Okay, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, so the first house actually just has a kind of like a board. Uh, a couple boards kind of nailed over top of it, um, and uh, as you kind of look down the street a little farther down, there's a couple of there's a couple of guards who are just kind of like not really paying attention. Um, but the first house you come up to just has boards over top of it with a bit of a sign that says "Do not enter."
1: Okay, so they're not like actively watching it.
0: They're not actively watching your area. Like that, the door that you just came up to.
1: Uh, so can we just like, all right, everybody, can we uh, maybe just get on in there? I think, I think we can just, or you think we should at least try to talk to him first.
2: Is that a DM question
1: or an ask question? That's an ask question. Sorry. Let me do it a little more. Let, let <laughs> me throw the accent on a little bit more. <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I'm going to, no, I'm going to take it off. That, that's too thick um all right yeah what do you think should we go talk to him or we just sneak on in there
2: but yeah i think yes let's just move move quickly eggs let's go quick quick quick. We
5: yeah man i don't really do well with guards
2: yeah i agree dan let's just do this thing and that's
1: we just go in yeah okay i have a crowbar if we need it but that might be too loud but we just go in
0: (laughs) okay all right uh so you guys kind of Duck under the under the boards and push the door open kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, All
1: right. absolutely.
0: So you you get into the house, um, and it is it's small. Like there's a double bed like in the in the back. Uh, this place is maybe, um, fifteen feet wide by, I'd say like maybe thirty five feet long. Um, okay, it is it is a tiny. Sp- tiny tiny place there's a double bed that almost like intrudes on the on the kitchen Uh, and then there's like two small chairs kind of out and closer to the front door Um, but there's kind of like shits tipped everywhere Uh, it looks like there's been a struggle but it doesn't look like there's been any sort of active investigation
2: you say there's a back door
0: Uh, there is no back door there is a back window, though.
2: Right. So Kamara I'm... goes to the middle of the room and does her normal thing, and she's going to uh, open her senses up and try to see if she detects any evil or good or um, consecrated, desecrated ground, etc., etc. Okay. Seals okay. fiends, undead within sixty feet. Okay, so it
0: actually has them. to be a thing. Okay, so she doesn't detect anything within 60 feet.
2: Hmm. Nothing immediately around us is hmm, dangerous. At least nothing living around us is dangerous.
1: All right. Um, Well, uh, let's see. Uh, See if we can find anything that looks like maybe the scene of the crime. Anything that looks like a a struggle happened. Then that's where to look for that.
2: Yeah. Does the bed look slept in or made?
0: Yeah, it basically, it looks like it has been used.
2: All right, I'm looking for torn clothes, footprints, things around uh, the investigation. Natty
0: 20, 24. Nice, okay.
1: Fuck um, yeah.
0: So... Yes, give me the stuff, give me the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you notice that... So kind of looking at the, like, the dusty floor, uh, it doesn't look like these people keep things too tidy. Whether it's because they're working so much and they just get home, they leave, they get home, they leave. Uh, But it looks like, aside from your guys' footprints, there is other sort of um... There's like a set of barefoot footprints. And there are a set of what look to be um... Footprints of relatively like nice shoes... Um, and there are probably about three sets of those, just sort of stomping. Like, look, like they came into the kitchen to the bed area and then went out. Like, you guys have like kind of like big clunky shoes. These ones right. are mm-hmm. tailored. Um, and then the other prints were like barefoot. So,
2: these prints look like nobility or possibly some higher class. Area than would normally be in here This is uh, a little bit strange I think what do you think Teddy
1: (sighs) I think everybody hold on to your butts And Teddy touches a footprint
0: Okay Kamara Um, hold on to her butt (laughs) (laughs) Yes Uh, So yeah uh, Teddy As you uh, touch a footprint You You don't get like your typical Moving scene um, that mm-hmm. you generally see. Yeah, uh, but the room sort of like lights up and you see someone in um almost like azure blue robes, um like light light blue sky blue robes kind of grabbing onto this uh frost janassi uh young man and um and like pulling him out he is barefoot uh he is basically only wearing uh his uh his undergarments and he's got a terrified look on his face and he is this you can only see the back of this person's head um and there is another person alongside them with um kind of more like a purplish blue robe with gold trimming. Um, So the azure blue robes that you saw are definitely uh, the priest robes, but the purplish robes, you're not familiar with those. Um, And as you look out the door, because the door is kind of cracked open a bit, you see another person in purple robes with a hand up and some sort of energy directed towards the person in azure ropes
1: huh Huh. okay interesting and then it snaps back
0: and then it snaps back Yeah.
3: Mm, yeah you look a little green there man what happened
1: Everybody it sees you that. You guys would have sawed all of yeah, it. Yeah, everybody yep. sees it. <laughs> that's why I told you to hold on to your butts.
2: Gotcha. Wait, we all saw that. Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> everybody saw that. Sorry, we should have been more clear about that. Yeah, that's um, true. Sorry, guys. Yeah, our bad. <laughs> everybody saw that.
2: So you, like, when you, like, I don't know, like, if Teddy has to snap two, when he snaps two, he uh, sees Kamara holding a glowing uh, weapon in her hand. Uh, like, <laughs> she just, like, sees, like, these robe figures all of a sudden. She's like, oh, shit. And like, bust out her weapon.
0: Which one did you pull
2: out? I don't know. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, can't, I, can't, I don't need to know which weapon I pull out anymore. <laughs> uh, a three. Uh, I have a huge. So I'm. I hold out my hand like I'm about right, like I should That's have like a, a long, <laughs> a long sword in my hand, uh, and then just a huge maul appears in my hand, and my my whole arm just goes. As the maul I kind of <laughs> pulls my arm to the ground, and I grab it with my other hand, and nice rip, hey, hammer, get, get on the ready.
1: Yep. Still, not, it's nice hammer. Things,
2: yeah, I, I'm not used to this. I, some crazy stuff happened while I was poisoned. I'll talk to you about it uh, later. Are we being attacked by robed men? No, or we're what?
1: good. We're good. Okay. Teddy blinks okay. furiously a few times.
5: I'm still not used to that. <laughs>
2: the mall disappears. Then. <clears throat>
5: At the surprise of all of those people suddenly appearing, Dannon used one of his wild shapes to turn into a squirrel. <laughs> and he has hidden under the nearest piece of furniture. <laughs> Where'd
1: Dan go?
3: At, at that, I went after Danon, and, because and, I can speak to small animals, and it was like, mm, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, it's okay, it's okay. I'll light him up like you've never seen anything. Come on, it's okay. Come on, Danon.
5: He he will hesitantly start to make his way out from under whatever this piece of furniture is. I don't I never established that.
2: Daddy, given the uh
1: Ugh.
5: put out some holly, he'll come right
1: out.
2: Given what has happened here, perhaps next time you can give us some warning before you I, do I some told something? you to hang
1: on to your butt. I, I told did. I told you to hang on to your butt. That's just, that's fair. I did. I did. I, I told you that very specifically.
2: That's fair. And I was hanging on to it, so yeah, quite,
1: they, yeah very yeah. good. Yeah. Alright, look, that's what the eye is for does stuff Mm. like that and he blinks again i'm still like i said still getting used to like just doing that all right so that's that's some information now my whole plan here was to go to these locations and do that basically because you know that
2: yeah that seems very useful (laughs) yeah investigation yeah yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. All, yeah, at all the locations. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So... Also, perhaps we can ask around about the purple robe.
3: I was going to say that's probably a good idea. Is if, if you're in a residential quarter, I highly doubt these guys got in and out without being seen.
1: That's true. That's oh, true. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we make our way to this one? And Teddy points to another one. And we'll see if we can gather some information on the way. Let's do it. All right, we can cut back. All right, as we travel.
0: Uh so as you guys head to the You must gather place. your party before venturing forth. <laughs> uh, all right, back to Asai. You're looking for your father? Yes. Um and as you walk into the temple, uh you see uh again sort of in the in the same area um Kind of sitting under the table, you see your father, Titus, uh, in his azure blue robes. And because he is the high priestess, he kind of has a little extra kind of like uh, trimming. Whereas the other priests that are not, uh, maybe on his level, just kind of have their standard azure blue robes. But you see a familiar face, a friend of your father, uh, Rondo Riftbinder one of the mages. Uh, in fact, he is he is the patriarch of the Riftbinder family and he is in his purple purple robes with uh, gold trimming.
4: Father I I need to talk to you
6: that door
4: they'd be worried about what's on the other side
6: not right away just a hallway we're in an underground temple I'm pretty sure I know how we can get to the sewers from here this section at least is safe
4: it's as good as plan as any picks up the table and moves it aside with ease
6: yeah The doorway leads out into a pretty standard corridor. It's made out of stone. You can tell now that you're out of that room that you're deep underground. And Jonah leads you to the left. And for a while, you just walk.
4: What is this place? You said that it was a temple?
6: Yeah, well, the temples underground here, from what I remember, were half, you know, places of worship and half, well, here, look in this room. He pushes a door that's already slightly ajar open, and inside of it you see the remains of a ruined magical circle and other debris. This likely would have been a room where somebody took the oath to the cenotaph. You know, pledging their soul to its service should they die.
4: What exactly does that involve?
6: It's, well, it was a ritual. Very... From what I understand from the histories we managed to bring with us, it started very formal. It was big. There would be audiences, and it was only, at first, great heroes who would become part of the Cenotaph. But uh, as the people of Raquel over the years got more and more used to the Cenotaph and what it stood for, more and more people wanted to pledge to it. Over a couple of hundred years, it got to the point where anybody could be. They didn't even need to be a citizen necessarily, but willing to pledge themselves to the protection of Raquel, and some saw it as service. Some saw it as redemption, potentially. And some saw it as yeah, well, I guess uh, access to a type of immortality.
4: What, do people just get, like, a tax write-off if they sign up?
6: (laughs) No, nothing like that, but I think especially for residents, if you grew up somewhere where this was the norm, where guards, heroes, and then later on other wizards and just everyday folk could become part of something that would keep their home safe. I mean, it seemed like a no-brainer. It's not like it cost them anything in life. It didn't kill them early on. They got to die however they would have anyway.
4: What, you just wait until maybe your name is called one day to carry on with life until then?
6: At this point, Jonah moves away from the door and continues down the hallway, talking as you go. As it got more and more commonplace, I think it almost became like a coming-of-age thing. You know, you turn 18 winters old and you went down to swear your fealty if you so chose. If it was later on, well, you know. You talk to your local cleric and they can set it up for you. I don't think the people of Raquel much believed in the afterlife. So maybe that's why so many ended up signing up.
4: That is the afterlife?
6: In a way. And hey, a provable, definitely present afterlife that you see all the time doesn't seem like a bad idea to me. I mean, hell. I was ready to do it. I'm technically still swarmed to the Cenotaph, should I pass? Though who knows how all of that works now with all this interference. Imagine an invading army comes in and all of a sudden, there are thousands of ghosts just ready to fight
4: them. Sometimes he just split up and just be everywhere all at once.
6: I mean, that was his default state until the city fell.
4: I don't imagine. Well, I guess I've kind of seen it here now, but I've only ever known him as one person.
6: I mean, don't get me wrong. There were people who would sometimes serve as an anchor to direct the Cenotaph. Sometimes it would be a ruler. Sometimes it would be a hero or another trusted individual. But often, the Cenotaph was just loose in the city. The clerics would watch over the power source, and the Cenotaph would, you know, defend it. Help those in need? We should get going. Who knows how long we have before things shift around us again.
4: Yes, let's do that.
6: You turn a corner. And in your turn, you feel that feeling you're now familiar with. The place around you shimmers quite a a little bit. But nothing much seems to change. You're looking down a corridor. Where that is lined with statues of... Some sort of guards holding axes up.
4: Are these also sunatops?
6: Now these look like they might be older. Maybe they're guards. Jonah takes a step towards one to put his hand against it, and the axe in its hand swings downward, narrowly missing him by inches. Holy shit!
4: Watch out, are you okay? One suit of armor nearby becomes free-willed and belligerent.
6: oh uh, yeah, um... I'm all right... Hey, it's... It's moving more. What did you throw at it? It looks like it's been animated. The statue steps down from the wall and surprisingly doesn't set towards you but it starts walking down the hallway.
4: Just looks at her hands and well, I guess don't have much control right now. So I guess I did that.
6: That's worrying.
4: It looks like it's on our side.
6: That's that's good, I'll take it. I guess let's just walk slowly behind it. Can you tr- try giving it a command? Maybe it'll, maybe you can systematically get rid of all of these things.
4: My friend, like, uh, you cleared the way, right?
6: The statue turns and looks at you, and then nods and starts walking down the hall. Every time a statue mechanism swings an axe down, it turns and just decimates it this is handy. About halfway down the hall, it is finally destroyed by the traps that it has set off.
4: Well, we got most of the way. Let's just see what else I can do to help this.
6: Well, uh, you said you don't have very good control right now, and maybe we shouldn't risk it. I don't feel like we're going to get that lucky twice. There must be a way that we can just figure this out you get, what what do you got on you any rocks oh what am i talking about we got all the rubble from the ones that are already destroyed maybe we can try throwing it down the hall see if we can set off any of the remaining traps
4: i like your plan so tharaxxus can help with this
6: oh yeah perfect your terrifying bird can drop them great i like this plan
4: but useful <laughs> So, like, she sends axes off and he's starting at the other end of the hallway doing it. But we're doing it from the side.
6: Yeah, you systematically determine which statues will swing their axes. They didn't go off until that statue we sent down the hall stood in front of them. Maybe we can, I don't know, jam the mechanism or dive past or something. Hmm, I have an idea, actually. Well, we know this one goes off. Try and grab the axe and see if you can just push it down.
4: Okay, she goes for it. Roll again.
6: Yeah, give me a strength roll, I guess.
4: I'm just rolling a d20 because I oh, try to do um, a d20.
6: Here, you know what? I, I have a thing. We'll do uh, a power by the Apocalypse style thing. Okay. Varus is not like a particularly strong character, right? Like No. Okay, Uh, yeah, roll 2d6 and tell me the result. Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. That would be a partial success. You find that you're able to, like, pull the axe down, but you have no luck trying to, like, fully jam it down. That said, you're at least able to bypass this statue. Looks like there's another four. This is, this is taking too long. Uh, you know what? This is, this is dumb. This is what we're gonna do. (laughs) And he conjures a floating, floating disc of force here. You stand on that, I'm gonna, I guess, climb over them, and you'll just float down. How does that sound?
4: Seems like a plan to me.
6: Ah, great. Because I do not want to be here all day. And yeah, that's how you proceed down the rest of the (laughs) corridor.
4: Iris, like, sits on it cross-legged so her head doesn't hit the roof.
6: You follow this corridor after you bypass the statues. Jonah having some difficulty climbing over them, but ultimately managing to do it without getting too hurt, you eventually find a room at the end of the corridor that has a hatch that leads down into the sewers. You wander them for an hour or so, making chit-chat with Jonah, talking, asking him more questions, I assume. Eventually, you enter a corridor and you hear voices Arguing, and howling, and then a deadly silence.
4: And, like, whispers, someone you know?
6: Oh, ha ha. Ugh. I don't know, this... This whole place is unpleasant. Let's just try and get down this corridor as quickly as we can. I don't want to hear whatever that sound was, and I sure hope it was another bunch of ghosts.
4: Are you sure you don't want me to use my magic? (laughs)
6: How unpredictable has it been? Yeah. You use it if it comes down, if we need it, okay? But, like, let's try and avoid it for now.
4: Alright, alright. We'll go your way.
6: We'll just walk down quietly for now. You walk down the hallway. You note a red mark on one of the door and some scratch marks in one farther down. You turn in the corner... And you walk down a hallway where you mar- you notice a red mark on a door and a scratch on one further down. You walk down another hallway where you notice a red mark on a door and a scratch further down. Ah, oh, fuck, Jonah says.
4: <laughs> Does every door here look the same or are we just going down the same corridor?
6: We're going down the same fucking corridor.
4: <laughs> okay, how do we fix that?
6: I didn't prepare to spell illusion today, which in retrospect was a poor choice uh, and do you have anything for that
4: don't really have anything for breaking illusions I kind of focus on destroying things
6: Ah, well that's respectable I guess we're gonna have to try and use your wild magic or whatever's been happening all right throw a spell see what happens I guess
4: prayer God use worship nothing happens
6: uh well that was anticlimactic.
4: As soon as you start to talk, a gao- chaos bolt flies down the hallway.
6: Holy shit!
4: Then another one goes.
6: Uh. Okay.
4: And another one goes. You should probably stop talking now, at least until we're out of here.
6: Jonah crosses his arms and then points down the hallway wh- where the chaos bolt has have landed. You see a ripple.
4: Looks. Maybe we can get through there.
6: Jonah nods.
4: Right, and Ferris goes on down.
6: As you proceed to the ripple, you step through, and you're at the top of a stairwell. Jonah says, Is it safe to talk now?
4: I think so. I think we're out of range now.
6: Oh, thank god. You walk for about another hour, when eventually you reach a corridor that's familiar. The corridor is... Well, first it widens up, but it also looks like things have exploded in here. And that's when you realize that you've been here before.
4: We were here before. We came through here and this is where we land into Icarus.
6: Uh, Great. I guess let's be careful though. So was it just down through the hallway?
4: Yeah, we just keep going this way.
6: Let's start moving. You pick your way through the rubble of the exploded room. Give me a perception check. Six. You don't notice the ghosts until they've... One of them has landed on your back. Oh, Oh, holy shit. Jonah reaches out his hand and a firebolt smacks into the ghost.
4: Oh, thank you. That guy come from.
6: I imagine up there, he points up and there are about a dozen more ghosts who appear to be walking on the ceiling looking down on you. They draw various weapons and all start to jump.
4: Do you think you could take care of this rebel? Will I take care of this?
6: <sighs> yeah. I suppose I got something for this. Be careful, you hear, and make sure you watch my back. Jonah produces his spellbook, pulls out a wand, and starts levitating things out of the way.
4: Ferris begins throwing magic missiles up there, and each time that she does with each missile, A figure made of ice appears next to her. Perfect images of herself quickly filling the chamber.
6: You've transformed the rubble in this corridor into various statues of Varus, And you've, let's say, taken out about half of the ghosts with magic missile. You're getting ready to cast another spell when... You don't hear it, but you more feel it land behind you. You turn to see a, the ghost of a female Githyanki, tall and sallow, swinging a greatsword at you. What do you do?
4: Paris turns and pushes her hand towards female ghost and happens the target is now wearing a formal suit made entirely of lettuce.
6: The ghost, its half plate now turned to lettuce, looks confused and hesitates in the swing, missing you.
4: Okay, maybe this one and... ...is it again, and now the ghost is beginning to get frostbite and it's running up their limbs.
6: It's strange to watch a ghost... ...fall prey to something that only affects the living, but surely enough you can almost see... Through the, well, especially as the armor made of lettuce starts to peel off and freeze up. You can see ice moving through the veins, kind of showing through its translucent form. And the ghost collapses.
4: How's that the exit coming along?
6: Well, you cleared a lot of it away by making statues of yourself, which is very strange. But come on, catch up. No, oh, no, watch out for that minotaur.
4: <laughs> what?
6: <laughs> yeah, you turn around and the ghost of a minotaur is charging you, raising their hammer above their head.
4: Okay, she hits her finger at the minotaur reflexively, and this hammer then becomes bent into a torque around his neck.
6: The weight of the torque around the minotaur's necks causes it to collapse it seems to be unable to pull itself off of the ground
4: this has been lucky so far
6: yeah well that's not gonna last come on i think i got most of the rest of the way clear let's just try and avoid the rest of them
4: you don't the tell me twice
6: i hate to say this but pick me up will you we'll move quicker
4: no problem she was like holds you under her arm
6: in a very familiar scene running down this hallway with a halfling under your arm you avoid the assault of the rest of the ghosts and eventually enter into a very familiar chamber.
2: Hello, Varys.
1: Recording. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Why is there an
2: evil robot recording us?
1: Oh, Oh, no. No, I knew it was coming. It's just so loud. (laughs) How we all die. Gotta love
5: Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for
4: it. Uh, The the, the most recent surge I rolled was the nearest wizard is challenged to a magical duel by a dragon. (laughs)
6: We're going to just not do that. (laughs) That's going to add so much time. Oh my god.
4: The target is now wearing a formal suit made entirely of lettuce.
6: The change in the... This is so weird with ghosts because there's no weight isn't really a thing (laughs) for them. (laughs) Oh my god, I just realized that Jonah's voice is just me trying to do Teddy's voice. (laughs) (laughs) But like, more restrained. (laughs) Anyway, uh...